A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up and get on top. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Hello, microphone people. Uh huh. This is Mrs. Adam. And this is Mr. Adam. Yeah, welcome back for another By the By. Haha, suckers. It's been a whole week. Can you believe it? I know. Yeah. I can believe it. It's felt like more than a week. I would tend to agree. It's we did have a good weekend, though. Oh, we did. Yes, we went down to Canberra. Yes. It's not pronounced Canberra. No. Although, it- <laughs> when, it was, when the city was first, you know, mm-hmm. christened, what do you do with a city? Opened? Named? Sure. Yeah. Named. The, Let's go with named. The the um, the wife of the premier who opened it called it Canberra. Mm-hmm. I would like to know how many people outside of Australia actually know that Canberra is the capital of Australia. Look, the rule is Australians take any word like automatopoeia and they go like automopio. <laughs> they They... <laughs> they shorten it and add O on the end. So I'm surprised yes. we don't call it like, hey, we're going down to Cambro. <laughs> I think we should start calling it that. <laughs> yeah, that's I what we start doing. Yeah, we had a, mm. it was a great night. We or a great weekend, I should say. Yeah. Um, special thank you to the folks that we met with that were podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know who you are. Yes, and thank you for taking time and yeah. coming and hanging out with us. It was, it was great. awesome. It was yeah, great. Friday really night good. was a blast. Saturday night was a blast, and all day Sunday was a blast. It I was know. just like lots of fun, lots of fun. Yeah, but yeah, it was just reaching out and talking to folks and making connections. Mm-hmm. The net grows wider. the The net of bisexuality grows <laughs> wider. Soon, the world will be mine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ours, <clears throat> Ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mostly mine. Which is like, uh, it's like uh, from Book of Mormon. Oh. Mostly me. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you, you and me, but mostly me. <laughs> that, that, can that be our new I theme song? I love it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll focus on the podcast now. I'm not really, I'm, yeah. No, we, we do need to go and see that again, though, before it leaves. Oh, we do. Yeah. Yes. If you haven't seen Book of Mormon, go see Book of oh Mormon. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. And if you want to. It's if, my favorite. We've seen it several times. If you want to date, Mrs. Adam and I will literally fight, like, Mono imano, Thunderdome style to be your date. Or you can take both of us. I mean, come on, why choose? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. how are you going? Yeah, good. good. Um, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, so tonight we have swinger terms. Yes. Think, terms and things that you will hear when listening to Swingers Talk and podcasts like ours. And they're things that we often take for granted, but some people may not know what they are or fully understand. That's right. And we've recently joined a group of podcasters mm-hmm. that I sometimes wonder if all of them really know what all the words mean. So mm-hmm. as, a, as a point to sort of kind of clear up, at least for what they mean to us, not necessarily yes, sure. what the the official Oxford English Dictionary of Swingers <laughs> it's a thing. Look it up. <laughs> Some people out there are actually looking it up. <laughs> you know, there was at least like one person. Uh-huh. Open. We know who you are. <laughs> open the phone. Go to Google. Yeah. <laughs> start typing it in. <laughs> Oxford English Dictionary of Swingers. Um, yeah, but this is, you know, it's important to know. And I would say for you and your partner, it's important to know what these words mean to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these will be what they mean to us. And admittedly, uh, she's been making a list all week, and I have no idea what's on this list. I've, I've, 
I've checked out this week. Sorry. Yep. And it's a very long list. I know we won't get through it all, but we're going to at least get through some. That's what she said. So let's start at the top. Okay. Swinger. Swinger. I mean, we can't have a dictionary of swinger terms without knowing what (laughs) swinger is. (laughs) (coughs) Oh my God. I love it already. Uh, Mm -hmm. Swinger. For me, uh, a swinger is falls under the umbrella of open relationships or ethical non-monogamy. Which wait, having, that was number three on my list. Which I was You're just jumping say, ahead. <laughs> which I was just going to say. Knowing you, those are probably on the list as well. But it for me, you've got this big umbrella term of having sex with other people that's not your primary partner. Mm-hmm. So. In that, you have things like swinger, you have things like polyamory, you have things like uh, ethical Mm non-monogamy. Having sex with somebody other than your partner comes into two ways, ethical and non-ethical non-monogamy. So us talking about it and and let's having a podcast and talking to other people about it and being open and above board or cheating. Right. Um, Wait, which one's the ethical one? (laughs) ethical is is the first one okay damn it woman it's the one that involves communication communication and and talking with your partner and uh, most at least having an agreement as to how it's going to be gone about yeah yeah um you know it's i think it's this is a lifestyle in which it's which i'm sure is fucking every word that i say this is awesome (laughs) because i'm like i'm using words that i know she's gonna pull out fuck uh I, you should have had like a taser every time I say a word. Shot collar. Yeah. That, um, you know, this is a, it's, I, I think of like a coloring book and you've got to color within the lines. Mm-hmm. So for me, a swinger is under that umbrella of, of having sex with other people that's not your primary partner. Okay. Yeah. And I don't to, necessarily like that word, to by me, the way. I would say like the difference between because the next one on my list was polyamory and you touched on that a little bit and to me the difference between a swinger or swinging and polyamory is swinging i see as more i'm not gonna say a more casual encounter but it is more centered around having sex with other people and that kind of a relationship whereas to me polyamory involves a lot more emotions and mm, it's just a a more in-depth kind of relationship i would say you know, for me, but I think in both regards, both kind of lend themselves to that sociosexual kind of relationship. They can, yes, but yeah. they don't have to. So, what I would say is, when you're looking at it from a from a macro view, mm-hmm. swinging is transactional. Okay. Polyamory is relationship based. Okay. So, looking at sex as a, as the transaction in the transactional relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. It's, you know, for us, we, we walk that line and I think we walk a, a drunkenly staggered line between, between the two. Yeah. yeah. So it's a Venn diagram for us mm-hmm. of swinging and polyamory. And we're sort of in the middle there. We're not entirely in either camp. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Because for for us, some of our interactions with others, I would say are definitely more swinging. They're, you know, more casual. We might just, you know, meet up at the club, or go out for a date that kind of thing. And then for us, there's others that are, like you say, are, are pants on and pants off friends that they don't fit in just one category. You know, they, they kind of walk that line with us and then that it is more relationship. And then we have ones like the gentleman where, you know, he's, we consider him a boyfriend at this yeah, point. He's a long-term partner. So we do have relationships that kind of fall under both umbrellas of swinging and polyamory. And yeah. I like your uh, description of walking that drunken line between the two. Yeah, I mean, we're staggering, Stumbling into, one, and staggering, staggering into one circle and then staggering into the other yeah. circle. And sometimes we have both feet in, you know, one foot in each circle. And sometimes we stand in one circle and pee in the other. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing that. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Shall we move on? Please. So you touched on ethical non-monogamy. I can't even say it. Non-monogamy. Ethical non-monogamy. I love yes. that. Uh, I do too. I really do. You know, because it does. It it I, for me it sums up everything that we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that it it emphasizes the ethical part and that it is above board and that. There isn't anything, I'm going to say, quote unquote, wrong with what we're doing because both partners are aware and both partners know everything exactly what is going on. And so it's not, there is no cheating. There's no, 
there's no hiding anything. We're both completely open and honest. And, and so I like the emphasis on the ethical part of that. I agree completely. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So the next one was lifestyle, which you mentioned in your descriptions. Oh, that's another Would you one care of those to words. expand upon it? So I'm going to go back and say I don't like the word swinger. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. it and it's not, I think it's a great word. And it's sort of, I, I like the picture in which it draws. What I don't like is the is the connotation that it has with with the world. Keys in a bowl. Keys in a bowl, big porn mustaches and and you know shirts that are buttoned you know just the bottom two buttons and big gold chains and ditzy women. I don't that that's just the the what yeah I don't like that. But it's the word we're using and well, word we're and maybe with. little by little we can change how the world sees that. That's right. Yeah. One button at a time. Yeah. So you got to um, shave your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> My God, can you imagine being a porn? I should grow a porn mustache someday. Oh, God. Movember. Oh, no, because we're going to Desire. Please. If please. I have a mustache in Desire, I'd be like, hey, want to go for a mustache ride? <laughs> People would be like, no. No. Maybe, I really don't. I'm going to say maybe next November, but I really don't want this to happen. Could we do like... I really don't want this to happen. Manuary? <laughs> You would probably pick February since this is the shortest month. That's the only yeah. month that we're going to do dry. <laughs> Although the question is, how long would it take you to grow said mustache? Because we might need a really long, you know, two or three months. <laughs> so really just to divert even farther. I saw this meme today where this guy's like, I've been sober 28 days. I mean, not in a row, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the, back to the point. Um, lifestyle. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of people don't like this term as well. I actually like this term because it is what it is. It's a lifestyle. It's for us. I think we embody this as well. You know, we are swingers through and through. We are uh, non-monogamous through and through. And it's part of our lifestyle. It is part of the, the life that we lead. And, you know, we, we carry that freak flag, um, with pride. And so that I like the, Mm -hmm. I look at lifestyle in a very positive term. Like it is they, it, it's pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you can, you know, you look at our lifestyle as well and things like being bisexual and trying to be uh, pillars of, of that community and, and, you know, I guess show the world who we are mm-hmm. and that we're, air quotes, normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that we aren't scary and that, you know, you could be that way too, like us. So it's interesting because at the when we first started, I would say even first started podcasting, so even as little as a few years ago, I didn't like the term lifestyle because it just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it conjured up in my mind, but I just, I didn't like it because I didn't feel like it, it suited us. But now I think it does. And maybe it's just because it's the only word really out there for it. And it's, we say it a lot and it's. Maybe just because it's the only thing that there's no alternative that I can really think of that truly does sum up how it is for us. Because for us, swinging is a lifestyle. It isn't a once a year thing that we right. do when we go on holiday. It is something that we we practice in our, I'm going to say, daily life, weekly life. You know, it's something that is always a part of us. And whether you are practicing, I'm going to say air quotes, practicing swinging in that you do go to a club or you go on dates or you're looking for dates, you know, with some kind of regularity, that's going to change for everyone. For some people that like us, that's a a weekly thing. Uh, For some people, it's a maybe every six months you have a date with someone, depending on your circumstances. And in some people, it, it may be once a year, but I don't think that that necessarily changes that you are a swinger. As long as it's an activity that you enjoy and you participate in, with some duration or regularity, and, and more importantly, I think it's just that it's in you. And if the chance were to present itself, that you would take it. Uh, because we talk about bisexuality the same way, is that you may not be practicing, you know, having sex with, with both genders, but at the same time, you can be attracted to them in different circumstances at different times. Right, yes. Um, so it, it doesn't mean that, you know, in order to be a swinger and to be part of the lifestyle, it doesn't mean that it has to be something that you you go out and you meet people every single day. 
or every single week even. It, I don't think it has to be like that. So actually, as we've kind of just talked about this over the years and come, you know, practiced it and been around a lot of people, I actually do really like the lifestyle. Also, the word lifestyle. Also, because to me, it conjures up more of a sense of community. Yes. And and there really is a big community of swingers. And, and people are, there's always exceptions, but people are generally very supportive of each other and generally quite nice within the community, at least the people that we've interacted with. And there's always outliers for sure, but I actually really have come to like the term lifestyle a lot more. Yeah, and... As a side note, if you ever see it abbreviated, it's always abbreviated LS. Mm. So, because I remember there's a few times in the early on that I was like, LS, what the hell is that? Oh, lifestyle. Yeah. The yeah. LS. So, mm. yeah. No, but I think you're spot on. Everything you said, I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Good, because I'm not exactly sure what I laid down. I just kind of rambled. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was drinking during that time. <laughs> yeah, I guess the pretty one's talking for a little while. Because I should drink my wine. Uh, yeah, that's basically yeah. how it went. Okay. All right, what we got next? Don't ask, don't tell, or uh, D-A-D-T. D-A-D-T, mm-hmm. or debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what's debt? <laughs> uh, do you want to take this one, or do you want me to? Yeah, I can take it. So uh, don't ask, don't tell relationship is one where I would say one or both parties are seeking the company of others. Uh, but they don't, their, their partner does not want to know what's going on. And so it may be that you're going to go out tonight and meet somebody, go on a date, but I don't really want to know what happens. I don't want to, I don't want details. I may want to know like where you're going or potentially who you're seeing. The levels are different for, you know, everybody and every couple has their different kinds of rules around it, but I don't really want the details. I don't want to know everything that you did or, you know, if you went back to a hotel, what happened there. Now, I, I actually really do, but in, in the don't ask, don't tell relationship, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, and some people even take it as far as they don't even want to know when you're out with someone else. So again, that line can be different for, for each couple, but it's, it's to me, that's walking that line between the ethical and the unethical non-monogamy, because it, it is ethical in the fact that you've both agreed to set rules, but I don't know. Part of the fun is knowing what's going on and hearing the details, and I like that. Yes, but your mileage may vary in different strokes. For That's different true. Folks. And if you're a little more jealous, you know, type that might be a way to do yeah, it. Because you know? if you don't want to know, then you don't have yeah. to know. Yeah. Uh, but you both still get what you want or need out of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Again, it's not what we would want, right? But it, it, I can understand it. Yes. And that's another one of those little circles that falls under that um, ethical non-monogamy. So it's, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's a smaller circle. I don't think there's as many people out there that do that. Mm-hmm. But if that's what works We've for you. We've met some, though. That, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if that's what works for you, then pff, good for you. Yeah. All right. So this one, we have a bit of discussion over these two terms. I'm going to lump them together. Okay. Soft swap and full swap. Hmm. Yes, you know who this is for. Mm-hmm. We, we're finally getting around to this question. We mm-hmm. recently had a, I say recently, it's been a while, uh, and we apologize for it. But we had somebody, uh, a listener, who reached out to us on Twitter and was asking a question about the lesbian community and how I'm going to start with the traditional yes. definitions of soft swap and, and full swap. So traditionally, at least the way we've heard it used, soft swap tends to inco- include kissing with another person mm-hmm. uh, who's not your primary partner, um, and oral play. Yeah, so maybe, making out maybe some, oral. Maybe some uh, manual stimulation. Mm-hmm. Where full swap means you're having sex with somebody else. Penetrative sex. Penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. Penis in orifice, not mouth, which is weird. I don't know. Because it is Look, an orifice. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like penis and vagina, penis and anus. Yeah. Okay, so. So that's the traditional, more heteronormative definition of yes. soft swap and full swap. Well, she came to us and said, look, you know, I'm in a lesbian relationship. For us, soft swap and full swap is basically the same thing. Yeah. So how do we, f- and this is more of a, I'm asking the universe, how do we fix this? Because this is clearly a problem. We want to include, uh, we want to include bisexual and lesbian women in this mm-hmm. In, in these terms in some way, form, or fashion. So what can we do to fix it? Uh, because I, I agree. You Bec- know, yeah. She's right. Yeah, because it's 
you know, when you look at the, the two terms, what they have in common is swap. So swapping, of course, would be doing something with someone else's partner, not your own yeah. primary partner. Um, but even if you try to look at full swap in that case, would penetrative sex be toys? Or not toys. But again, if you're using fingers, do fingers count? Do they not count? Where is that line between soft swap and full swap when you're talking same-sex play? Whether it be male-male, female-female, you know, whatever it may look like, it, it where do you draw that line? And it's a, it's tough to, to really kind of determine between soft swap and full swap in that regard. So for me, what I think this all boils down to is really it doesn't matter. Because these are words that you're going to define yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Define it the way you want. Because I can come up with a situation where I say, oh, hey, soft swap is anything above the waist. So if okay. you're kissing or I'm petting you above the waist, that's soft swap. Right. But as soon as my hand, mouth, or other genitalia mm -hmm. go b below your equator, suddenly it's full swap. Okay. I can, uh, I can accept that. Yeah. Another solution to this would be to say, okay, let's move oral. So oral is no longer in soft swap. It's now moved to full swap. So then in full swap, you'd have penis and vagina, penis and anus, or any kind of oral play back and forth. Basically anything involving genitalia. Yeah. Anything involving yeah. your genitalia goes yeah. into full swap. Mm -hmm. Whereas, well, I guess not, actually that's not the case either, because then in soft swap, you would include manual stimulation. No, but that's true. involving your yeah. gen But that's not involving fluid transfers. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anytime you might, even if you're using condoms or protection, you're still, so, you know, I think, you know, we're, this is something that we could rant and, and sort of talk about forever yeah. but, and never come up with a solution. No. So what I think it, I stick with, it really doesn't matter. If you are a, a lesbian couple and you say, look, we call, this is what we call full swap. As long as you stick to that and as long as whoever you're with understands that, that's all that matters. I would, yeah, I was going to say, as long as you communicate both with your partner prior to the situation happening where your limits are. And you also then communicate that to whoever you're playing with, that this is what we're comfortable with or not comfortable with. Yeah. This is as far as we're going to go. Uh, definitely the communication has to be there. But, you know, you talked about ranting or, or, you know, talking about it forever and trying to define it. And I had the same conversation with a female partner of mine. And, you know, we sat down and we're just like, well, if you look in this scenario, what about this scenario? And it was just, you know, just kind of looking at it in all different ways. And it's like, there is no easy solution. There is no... In the heteronormative world, it's easy to define that, easy-ish. Easier. Easy, yeah, it's easier. But when you look at same-sex play, again, whether it be male-male or female-female, those lines are extremely blurred. And, and do you just take soft and full away and say, just swap or not swap? Or, but again, I think it just comes down to communication and, and knowing specifically where the limits are. But I'm not sure those terms really apply. I agree. And, you know, it's one of those things I stick to the, look, you either do the above and below the equator thing or you move oral around. But I, all that really matters is that you find a word that you like, that you're comfortable with. But I think, I think though, that part of the point as well is that when in a club setting or when going out on a date or even chatting to people online, if people, one of the Common early questions is, are you a full swap or soft swap couple? Or are you okay with full swap or soft swap? And it does kind of, it, it promotes that those, I would say, maybe slightly more negative attitudes towards same sex or mixed sex couples. Um, and it, you know, we want this to be as inclusive as possible, but be, how else will you, how else are you going to define it, you know? Yeah, and I, I get it. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I don't like the heteronormativity of it, Yeah. but I don't think that there's a solution that really fits mm -mm. for really for everybody. Not for all situations, there, yeah. There's not a one-size-fits-all with yeah. this, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but I can, I can imagine a conversation where somebody says, oh, are you guys full swap or soft swap? Mm -hmm. And the people say, or let's say the ladies, the ladies say, well, we're soft swap. But for us, that's what this means. Yeah. And then I, I think that right there, like, okay, you're soft yeah. swap. Cool. Yeah. And for you, soft swap means everything but a world and, and penetrative sex. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. I think just being communicative and both with your partner and with others that you're playing with is important here. Because again, you know, with male-male sex, it's very often just oral. And so how do you, yeah. where's that line?
So, but traditionally, soft swap is kissing, making out, oral, and full swap is penetrative sex. Yeah. Yeah. So we just have to think about how how we can potentially define that differently for same sex and mixed sex couples, um, or to. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I've yet to come up with I know. anything. No, no, no. You know, there's times I've just, just communicate like, people it just talk. in my head, and I'm like, <laughs> "There's got to be a better way. Yeah. There's got to be a better way." Yeah. And yeah, there's just really not a better way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if anybody else out there has ideas, please contact us and let yes. us know, and we'll spread it out to everybody. And yes. like herpes. Yeah, yeah. We'll spread it. It's good. To it's good to get different thoughts sometimes. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. V- um, different viewpoints. And I, like I remember reading this message i'm like i love this yeah because it makes me uncomfortable yeah and I, anything that makes me uncomfortable like this i think it's a great thing to talk about yeah yeah, yeah. so we didn't answer that question but let's nope. move along nope. anyway. we sure did. <laughs> <laughs> sorry there microphone people yeah 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 <laughs> uh so the next one i have is play or play session because you'll see this a lot okay a play is usually done in three acts uh-huh you've got multiple scenes per act uh-huh how long is the intermission because um, hydration is important hydration is important um i prefer musicals <laughs> <laughs> um all right so play and play session uh the word i mean i use it quite often it means mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. it can mean sex in any way form or fashion even just kissing and making out uh I, I love physical that. Physical contact. It's, it's that physical contact, a lot of groping. It's what you would imagine doing in the back of a movie theater when you were a teen or in the front back seat of the car when you were in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Some of us didn't do it in teens. our teens. <laughs> um, or what you and I do in restaurant bathrooms right now. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yes, that is what I see as a play or play session. Okay. I would tend to agree. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, if someone asks if, if you want to play, that's and generally what it means. It's really kind of funny because it's a word that sometimes makes me uncomfortable because the the phrase, which is funny because I'm like, if you want to play a game, that's cool. Play Xbox. That's awesome. But if I just look at you and I mean sex, I'm like, hey, you want to play? It, there's something really juvenile about that word and that it makes me uncomfortable but I know I don't mean it that, you know, it's just like, do you want to play? <laughs> See, I like the word because it gives that connotation of fun and it's supposed to be fun. We're yeah. there to have fun. And it's also a we're connotation not, We're not of, there to be all serious and, you know. True, but it's also the connotation of really nothing permanent. It's a lack of permanence. Okay, fair enough. Because when you play with something, it's not something you're going to do forever. True. So it's not like a permanent partner. So mm-hmm. it does... Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I, mm. I like the word. I'm I'm okay with it. I'll continue using it. It's just yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought about it like that. Interesting. <clears throat> uh, so there's three here that kind of all fit together. I think we can discuss together. Meet and greet. Okay. Mingle. Yes. And munch. Yeah, right. Are you going to tackle the mountain? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for me, meet and greet, meet and mingle, munch. All of these are the exact same thing, basically. Mm. Uh, they're a they're a meeting of people, a group of people that we're all looking for a similar thing. Munch is typically a more kink word, uh, whereas meet and greet and mingle is more in the open relationship under the, under that umbrella. Uh, but it's where you might meet at a bar or cafe and everybody just sits and talks. It's a, it's a place to sit and talk to people. Think cocktail party where nothing is really promised. Nothing's going to happen. Not at that location. Mm -hmm. You might meet somebody that you want to trade phone numbers with and maybe see later. Or you might go from that meet and mingle or meet and greet or munch to another location to play. Mm -hmm. But they, it happens in a in a separate location. It's just very social. Yeah, it's a it's a social outing. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's take a break right here. Okay. And uh, get a, a word from our good friends over in the U.S. Uh, Life on the Swing Life Set. Life on the Swing Set, who is going to tell you about this little thing that they're going to do in November that we are going to be at. Come see us. Come see yeah. us. And then see us come. 
Life on the swing set is heading to paradise for the seventh time, and once again, we're taking over Desire Resort, Riviera Maya, in Cancun, Mexico. With this year's hosts, me, Cooper, Ginger, Dylan, JV and Shara from Ending the Sexual Dark Age, and author, podcaster, and feminist porn filmmaker, Tristan Taramino, our takeover allows us to mold the resort in our geeky, sexy, and inclusive image with orgies, classes about pegging, flogging and fisting, theme nights, a full dungeon night, naked karaoke, mutual masturbation, and massages. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From November 3rd through the 10th, 2018, this beautiful, all-inclusive resort will be full of sexy swing setters from every letter in the LGBTQA spectrum. Holly, swingers, nudists, kinksters, doms, subs, and those who are just curious about what a week at a sexy resort offers. We take all the best of the swing set, our values, our experience, our co-hosts, our community, and we bring it all together with the best resort staff on earth to create a queer, kink, and poly-friendly, consent-aware, and sexy-as-hell experience for everyone who joins us. To come with us on our Swing Set Takes Desire 2018 trip and hear us podcast about our previous trips, head over to ssdesire.com. We'll be there to welcome you home. All right. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. They keep. I got got one more piece of one of my costumes tonight. Oh, that's right. You did. Yes, I did. So they have theme nights each night for, you know, just dress up fun if you want to. And you don't have to participate if you don't want to. But we like dress up stuff. So we have a few costumes planned. And I got one sexy little piece today. And I'm so excited for it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. So they have a special chat room for all the folks that are going. Mm -hmm. And I was just noticing. In fact, I was just looking. It's 130 days. So Yay. 130 more days. So and we'll, exciting. We'll be there. Uh, so yeah. It's I love it. Bloody epic. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on. Let's uh, All right. All right. keep on keeping on. Club. Um, it's a cudgel or a bat or baton which you hit somebody with. Mm, I get to use one of those on you tonight then. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> So in this case, we're typically talking a swingers club. Yes. It's an abbreviation. Yes. Do you want to define it? A swingers club? Yeah. A place. It is funny when you think a swingers club. It's a club you swing. Mm-hmm. So it, much again, it goes back to cudgel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a swingers club is is typically a location uh, where they'll have beds or playrooms where you can go and socialize for a little bit with people and meet people. Uh, not in a meet and mingle because it is right, you know, it's all in the same building. And then you would go and, and have sex with them. Yeah. And most, most clubs will have a bar. Some are BYO, especially here in Australia. Yep. It does vary around the world, but clubs can be all different sizes, different layouts, of course. And that's part of the fun going to different clubs and seeing what they're all like, but it's just a, a place where you can go and meet people and you don't have to play, but you can, if you want to. As opposed to meeting people online and doing the dating thing, this is a, a bit, I would say, tends to be a little bit more faster, perhaps a bit more transactional at first. Although we've met some wonderful long-term friends at the club. Yes. If you go, you know, from time to time. Um, 
but my next one on the list was parties. And I think there's a good distinction between a club and a party in that parties tend to be at a private venue, like a private house. And um, typically, what? Go ahead. I was going to okay. say, I I'm going to argue that, but go ahead. Okay. And sometimes, well, I guess it depends because a lot of times we see them advertised like on Red Hot Pie. And, but there's usually more of a vetting process, although clubs have their own rules for entry and things too. Um, so I would agree yeah. with you if you said house parties. Okay. Uh, I think parties happen at both clubs and houses. Okay, house Because party, we then. do call the pendulum party a pendulum party. That's true. And, and all the theme parties at the club. But I yeah. guess I was thinking more house party. So if you say house party, yeah. and party, a lot of people do um, shorten house party down to party. But parties happen at both houses and clubs. True. And so the difference is, like you said, one happens at a established venue, which mm -hmm. has some sort of ABN number or business association associated with mm -hmm. it. ABN is in Australia for you folks in the States. Um, whereas a house party is like, you and I decide we want to host a party out of our apartment. Let's get you know 10 yeah. or 12 other people here and have a, yeah. a party here. So Yeah, house party is what I meant, I guess. And it just depends on what are you looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think we could do a full podcast on the benefits of club and the benefits of house parties. Mm -hmm. So we might save that f argument for later. Okay. All right. We'll save them for later. But that's, yeah. All right. The next one is a very common term. And it is one in which... One breast. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm pretty sure Rathler knows what a breast is. Do we need to define that? I don't know. I'll, I'll do my breast. <laughs> I mean, I'm touching mine right now, but... <laughs> As the podcast goes on, we'll uh -huh. keep you abreast of the situation. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, so the term is vanilla, or as l the law likes to say... Muggles. Muggle is my favorite. I've used muggle so many times <laughs> in the recent past. It is now my word for people who don't know the magic that goes on in a swingers club <laughs> or in the lifestyle. Because it works. It, it works on so many levels. Plus, it just proves that the law is a big dork and we all love him for that. Yeah. Um, so vanilla is, is someone who isn't in the lifestyle or especially doesn't doesn't know what the lifestyle is or that it exists. Yeah, and some people would even go so far as to say a vanilla person, and be, you know, if you think about ice cream flavors, doesn't have any kinks or anything like that. It's now, kind of plain. But at the same time, you know, how do you, they, we all have something that we like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just not in the swinging lifestyle. They may not even know what it is, but they're definitely not participating in the lifestyle or open relationships or the fetish world or anything like that yeah and a muggle is just another name for that i know i, just I love, love it. it it's just love so it. great they don't understand the magic that's out there <laughs> i love it i know it's awesome thank you lawrence all right you ready yeah i'm ready yeah hit me with it boundaries and rules <laughs> so i think people are gonna argue and disagree with what we what i might say i don't know for me a boundary is something that's it's soft, whereas a rule is something that's firm. So this might also go into soft and hard limits, which are further yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. So we can probably lump all this together. I would I would do that. For me, okay. a boundary is a soft limit. It's something that I don't... I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it, but it's a specific situation in which I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, I would say uh, often bottoming is a boundary for me. It's not something that I go into every play situation and think, this is what I'm going to do. Whereas a hard limit is something that I will not do, like a Cleveland steamer. Mm -hmm. I love that that's your example. <laughs> it's just, it's a hard limit. I have a no, no. Uh -huh. If you don't know what a Cleveland steamer is, I'm not going to tell you. Go to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> we got to get their traffic up as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, so a boundary is something that, you know, it's a it's a soft limit. It's something that I am not intending to do, but if the situation's right and I feel it, mm -hmm. I will do it. Yeah, it's a little more situational, and it may be you might do it some nights, not other nights, or it could be something that we've talked about and we're like, you know, it's not something that we're ready for quite yet, but I can see us getting there at some yeah. point, maybe. And it could even be something that during the evening or during a play session, we might be like, hey, you know, is it, is it okay if we, you know, go on and do that? And the other person might be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah. So it, it's something that can change, I would say, without severe repercussions. I agree. 
and without me thinking I'm a bad person or yeah. I hate myself or <laughs> I'm so guilty, you know, kind of things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, though so I got to be honest, if I participated in a Cleveland steamer, I wouldn't hate myself, feel ba- think I was a bad person. I would just be like, fuck, dude, seriously? <laughs> I got to stop drinking so much. <laughs> so even my hard limits are more, more, you know, medium suggestions. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I will Cleveland steam somebody. I have a good example of a hard limit okay. or a rule okay. that is not ever to be broken. Okay. Safe sex. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. So we always use condoms. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But for us, I would say a soft limit and then along the same lines would be dental dams because we don't use them all the time. Um, right. In fact, we generally only use them if the partner that we're with wants it. Yeah. Um, that's not something that we generally bring up ourselves. I would agree with that. In most situations. There's been a few times, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, condoms are, are definite. That's a hard limit for us. Yeah. So agreed. Mm-hmm. So yes, and rules I would say are hard limits not to be broken. If so, then there's going to be some serious discussion. Yeah. And and reevalu both evaluation of the situation, what happened, everyone's feelings and whereabouts in that situation, and whether the rule needs to change. Is it still applicable? Shit gonna go down. Yeah. all right so should we get into kinds of play words for types of play sure all right let's let's start easy okay threesome foursome moresome okay threesome would be three people male 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 female 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 male female male 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 female female male male female female male female male female male female female there might have been some redundancy in there, but we'll go with it. That was quite well done, though, <laughs> for not having it to read off of. Now, not having a list. A foursome, male, male. <laughs> oh no! Keep going. I want to hear this. I wonder how many people just went like, "Fuck that!" I'm just skipping ahead 15 seconds. Skipping ahead 15 seconds. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a moresome, a foursome would be, you know, four people, and a moresome would be uh, more than four people. Where do you draw the line between a moresome and an orgy? Ooh. Well, what do you consider an orgy? I consider. I don't know what the actual definition is if, if it defines how many people. I don't but either. Look it up. I'll look uh, it up while you talk about yours. I would, I would say, in order to have an orgy, you have to have more than twelve people, twelve or more people. That's mm. what I would say is an orgy. Um, and I have no idea. I think it's pretty arbitrary why I came up with 12. Okay, see, my number was not as high. Um, would you have said eight? Personally, I would have said eight, but I would have also accepted if you went as low as five to six. Really? See, I don't see five to six as an orgy. Well, so Urban Dictionary, we'll start there, defines it as, so definition number two. Sex party involving many partners. <laughs> However, the first definition is wow. Is wow? Um, right. And the so the first definition is when a bunch of people get together to trade STDs. Oh come on! Now. Really? Come on! Urban Dictionary. Fuck I'm you, disappointed. Urban Dictionary. You know what? Don't go to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> a Cleveland steamer is where someone takes a dump on your chest. However, the the dictionary. Um, Definition is a wild party characterized by excessive drinking and indiscriminate sexual activity. Historical definition is secret rites used in the worship of Bacchus, Dionysus, and other Greek and Roman deities celebrated with dancing, drunkenness, and singing. So basically nobody says how many has to be in an orgy. So it's up to you to define for yourself what you consider a morsome and what you consider an orgy. But I I would tend to say, though, that orgy is definitely more than three or four. Holy smokes. Okay, number one. Don't go to Urban Dictionary. Oh, go God. to Quora. Yeah, what does Q-U-O-R-A. Quora say? I love this. This was the question. What's the minimum number of people required for an orgy to qualify as one? Yeah. It's a bunch. An orgy needs to include five people or more, according to this guy, yeah. who claims to have done some uh, a lot of, of research on it. It is Franklin Vaux co-author of More Than Two, A Practical Guide to Ethical Polyamory. So I'm going to give him some credit. Mm -hmm. And on here, he's got probably my favorite Venn diagram I have 
ever seen of group sex. Holy shit, we're going to have to analyze this. I want this on a fucking t-shirt. It includes things like foursomes, threesomes, glory hole, gangbangs, daisy chains, circle jerk, swingers party, bukkake, orgies, play parties, moresomes, key parties, puppy piles, and all of that falls under group sex. I need this on a t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yeah. It's the sexiest Venn diagram I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this. I'm, just <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, yes. So there you go. Five or more people, according okay. to this fellow, which I will trust him. Sure. But for me, it's 12. This is okay. why, make your, walk your own path, people. Walk your own path. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you define this one because I right. love this one. Pegging. Oh, I like this one. Pegging is the act of a woman... Putting on a strap-on, mm-hmm. which is a dildo attached to a leather or some kind of harness to her body. Or panties. Or panties. And then penetrating a man. Mm-hmm. Anally. Well said. Well said. And it's amazing. Yes. And we have many podcasts on it. And we um, will have many like more. Three or four total podcasts on nothing but pegging. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. Yeah. Yeah, pegging's awesome. I'm just I'm just going back to this Venn diagram. It is oh, uh, it's everything you wanted from the science. All right, next one. Mm-hmm. That's also a good one. Rim job. I, I love this, and I'm going to say it right now. I don't get nearly enough rim, job, rim jobs in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how to fix that entirely other than asking you for it. Uh, but, yes, we need to do more rim jobbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, like... Give, I've, I've developed the love to, to giving it to you. Mm-hmm. But rim job is the, is very similar to tossing the salad. Analingus. Analingus, yes. Uh-huh. Oral sex on the anus. Yes. All right. This one has a few different variations. Okay. DP. Does that have a few different variations? Okay. Uh, I would have said double penetration. Yeah. So that would be, this abbreviation for double penetration, which would be penis in vagina. Um, okay. So I can see it. Okay. So penis in vagina, penis in anus is what I think the classical DP is. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, mm-hmm. there is DVP, which is double vaginal penetration. Mm-hmm. So two penises in the vagina. What about DAP? Double anal penetration. Yes, I have seen triple anal penetration on some gay porn. That is just something that mesmerizes me logically. How do you fucking do that? How do you do that fucking? <laughs> like, look, the word fucking can fit in that sentence I was going to say, because we've done double vaginal penetration, yes. and that took a lot of coordination. Yeah. I can't imagine getting a third one in there. No, I know. So, yes, it requires long, thin penises. <laughs> And no beer bellies, because there's no room for bellies. There's no room for legs. So, yeah, there's there's no room for human bodies. Basically, you just need so just dildos. three dildos, you just need dildos that are attached to men somehow. <laughs> Edward penis hands. Oh, that's a great image there. <laughs> All right, uh, exhibitionism and voyeurism. Let's lump those together. All right. We like these ones. You can do that one. Exhibitionism is when you like to put on a show for other people. So for us, we like to have sex in front of other people in the orgy room at our secret spot. Yes. Um, we very much like to have people watch us. It's There's a bit of a thrill and a turn on for that. It's kind of similar to when, you know, when people have sex outside or in strange places, that fear of being caught kind of, except that you know these people are standing there watching and yeah, it's kind of fun. Put on a little bit of a show for them. And then voyeurism is the exact opposite of that, where you are the one who's watching other people have sex and play. And that's also really fucking hot. I like to do that as well. Whenever I go to a hotel, I always stand at the window and see what other rooms I can look into. I'll say, even walking down the street, I'm always looking in windows. Yeah, it's not like I'm looking for anything in particular. It's just I'm just looking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and at, at our secret spot, there's a couple of really good places for voyeurism. Um, we like to do that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just wander around, stop and look for a bit. It's great. It's funny because I always feel bad though because I'm like, I shouldn't watch. I shouldn't watch. But I know I'm allowed to watch, but it's still, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if people didn't want to be watched, they would be in the little private room. I know. Yeah. All right. Cuckolding. Hot wifing. 
Yeah. You can put those two together. Um, so cuckolding is the practice of bringing in a bull or a typically younger, but definitely better fit male uh, to have sex with your wife. So in that situation, the cuck would be the the primary partner of the woman and the, the bull is the person that comes in and fucks her. So the act of that is cuckolding. A hot wife is a married woman who has sexual relationships with different men. So in that situation, the woman is the hot wife the man's the cuck. The 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 newer man, the third man is a mm-hmm. bull, or the second man is a bull, mm-hmm. uh, and the act is called cuckolding. Yeah, so there you go. Mm-hmm. So the last ones I have are um, more definitions of, I would say, people or participants potentially in the lifestyle, but it's also outside of the lifestyle as well. Cougar, cub, and milf. Ah, uh, yes. The MILF, DILF, GILF, GIGILF, yeah. SILF. Because I think we've had many of those, haven't we? MILF, DILF, GILF. GILF. Have we ever been? So we have G-G-G-Gilf? Mother, oh. I'd Like to Fuck. Yeah. Dad, I'd Like to Fuck. Uh-huh. Grandparent, I'd Like to Fuck. Uh-huh. Great Grandparent, I'd Like to Fuck. Mm-hmm. And Sheep, I'd Like to Fuck. SILF. <laughs> We're not in New Zealand. <laughs> We're not Kiwis. Uh, that's true. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so we've MILF, DILF, and GILF for sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we've ever been with a great grandparent. No. Not that I'm so aware of. So far. I was going to say, not that I'm aware of, but yeah. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. I know. Um, what were the other two? Cougar and Cub. Cougar. Cougar, yes. Cougar, I would say, is any woman. I'm going to get yelled at if I say that. An older woman who likes younger men. There you go. I was going to give an age, and I was like, I probably shouldn't give an age. Yes, an older woman who likes younger men. Yes. That's what a cougar is. And then the cub would be the younger male who likes the older women. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a cougar yet? Close. I've got to be close, right? You're pushing it, yeah. I can't wait to be a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, admittedly, I, that's tough because I'm not sure... We'll have to see, because typically I don't like to go too young on age, but there are always exceptions. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't like to go too young, except when you do. Yeah. Which is yeah, a good half the time. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, oh, fine, fine. Other than your permanent play partners, your recent past have always been in their early to mid-20s. Fair enough. That's just random chance, though. Sure, you know, it's, sure. It's who's around. Right. And they're just fucking sexy and hot and fun to play with. I can't. Help it. They're sexy and hot and fun to play with. <laughs> I'm just a girl who can't say no. Mm-hmm. But I'm a boy who can't say no, so it's okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's all the real the common terms I have wow. on my list. We made it through all. Do you have any others that you can think of? Um, that no, because I didn't even look them up. Um, any other common terms you hear just in podcasts, books, posts, the lifestyle, people talking? And admittedly, many of these came from just this past week, just listening to people. And they would say a word, and I'm like, oh, that's not a common, you know, most people outside of this little world community wouldn't necessarily know what it is. The strange and things you heard at work. I know. It's kind of <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah. Do you want a question of the week? Oh, do you have one? Yeah. Do we have time? Yeah, we do. Sweet. Just okay. enough. So this is a recent one we have not actually discussed. Oh, great. I know. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> How do you tell if or when a partner or relationship either is or has become bad for you under the influence of limerence? Wait. Okay, so so if you are seeing someone and you have this a relationship with someone and that limerence, that's that feeling of falling in love yep. and that initial relationship excitement. Yep. So you have that. At what point is a relationship how do you know when it turns bad? You know, even if you're like, super, even if you're still feeling, yeah, you're still excited and you're still like, yay, it's that new relationship energy kind of thing. But like, how do you know if you're being taken advantage of, or if you're in a bad situation, something that's not actually good for you? And I'm, I'm going to say not, not in the, I would say more emotionally probably because physically you should know if it's good for you yeah. or not, but. Oh uh, boy, that's a tough one. So I think the first thing you should do 
because limerence is a it's a drug. It's yeah. a, and it feels good. Uh, I think the first thing you should do is realize that limerence is not a permanent permanent thing. It's fleeting. It is very fleeting. Uh, it mm-hmm. can last anywhere from a few weeks to six months to I think I think I was feeling limerence with you in our first year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to, to recognize that that's limerence. And I think the question itself is is positive because the person recognizes that they have limerence. So part of them uh, should be able to say, "What if you can imagine this relationship without this high giddy feeling? Mm-hmm. What are you getting out of it? Mm-hmm. Do you feel? How do you, how does it make you feel?" Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't do that and you're looking at just stuff that this person is doing to you or doing with you or doing for you, if you can turn it around and say, if I was to do this to somebody else, would I feel good about it or would I feel guilty about it? Yeah. Would I like who I was for doing that? Would I like who I was for doing mm-hmm. that? And I think that's a good way to take limerence out of the equation because it's not about feeling like you're falling in love. It's like, okay, this is being done for me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to do it to somebody else. Am I a good person or a bad person? Yeah, do you see the positive in the relationship or is it mostly negative? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think it anybody who asks that question already knows the answer. It's a I mean that kind of a question means that If you're questioning the validity or the integrity of a relationship, especially one I'm going to assume it's fairly new if you're still in that state of limerence and if you're already questioning the integrity, you need to take a good hard look at it. Yeah. And decide if it's something that you want to continue with or not. Yeah. And again, what are you getting out of it once that feeling is gone? And and it shouldn't just be, you know, like, take, take, take. But at the same time, the other person shouldn't be take, take, taking either. You should be getting something. Yeah. It's it's a tough question because yeah. I understand because I love that feeling of limerence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, once a relationship becomes... A, a stronger, longer bond. It's a different feeling. It's a different. It's still a high, but it's not nearly the high that it that that first bit is. Yeah. Um. So I understand the the draw for it, and I understand mm-hmm. that I think better than many people that desire to constantly come back and build those relationships because I love doing that, and I have a bad habit of 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 building those relationships, and then as the limerence starts to wear off, I just sort of. You know, I'd become more distant, harder to get a hold of, and I'm not necessarily ghosting, but it's just like I don't have, mm-hmm. you know, I've got that that time is being spent focusing on somebody else, and then ultimately, in many cases, it's just like look, we're, it's not going to work, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um. So I understand it, but it's um. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. Yeah. I would I would go back to the, you know, take what's happening to you if you were to do it to somebody else. How would that make you feel about yourself? I think that's great advice. I like that. Yeah, flip it on its head and see yeah. if it still up, is upstanding. Because I think that removes the limerence from it. And mm-hmm. it's limerence is, I would equate it to a drug, and that would remove that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's great. I have my moment. I know you do. <laughs> All right. Well, we've come to the end of the podcast. Oh, we'll be back next week. Don't worry. We will. But if you need us in between the now and then mm-hmm. um email us the atoms of love at gmail.com find us on facebook twitter and instagram at by the by podcast uh on on a website www.bythebye.com.au mm-hmm. we have new ticket links for pendulum party yes what are we up to now seven yes it's exciting august 17th that's crazy um early bird tickets are available until the first of july mm-hmm so as of the airing of this podcast, four more days. Yes. Maybe three more days because I don't know if Lawrence is going to cut them off. And you're going to put links up on Twitter, Facebook, yes. everywhere? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, fem tickets are up as well. I'm sorry, not Fem. Okay, it's so, changed. Yes. Dum, dum, dum. Yes. So Fem has, the party is going to be the same. The name has changed to Club V. Club V. Because there were some people who did not like the name Fem. Um, so it's changed to Club V and that's what it will remain at. So if you don't like it, suck it up, deal with it. It's just a, just a name. <laughs> if you don't like it, it's just a fucking name. <laughs> yeah. 
so anyway, it will be Club V and that will be August 31st. So we've got August 17th for Pendulum and August 31st for Club V. And we'll put links up to ticket links to both up on Twitter and Facebook. If you have any questions or can't find them, just message us, let us know. We'll send it to you. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, I think Pendulum is now international. There's it Club Victoria in Toledo. Yes. Toledo. I love it. And that's going to be in July, right? Uh, July 16th, I maybe? think that's right. I think it's July 16th. I have uh, to pull out a calendar and look. I need to get some more information from them so that we can... Nope. The 16th is a Monday. It's not the 16th then. I don't know. It's but... sometime in July. All right. But it's in Toledo. Yes. We'll love look Euphoria. it up. And if anybody's in that area and wants to go to the first international pendulum party, message us. We'll... We'll hook you up with the details and yes, contact and, for that. And we'll figure out, you know, like everything because we haven't figured out anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, will we be there? No, we won't. Sorry. Uh, but we are planning a trip to the States in the not too distant future. So if you do feel like traveling a bit, we might be doing a weekend pub crawl Maybe. in a city mm-hmm. that is typically part of a flyover state. Mm-hmm. Dum, dum, dum. An eastern flyover state, not one of the western ones. Well, they're all, it's still a flyover state. Yeah, you yeah. fly over it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. There's um, a lot up in the air. So there's a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh. flyover state. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, just kind of keep keep the end of the year on your calendar. Or November, Desire. Hello. Hello. Come and see us at <laughs> November and Desire. Come see us at November. In November at so Desire. So we have a lot going on and we're a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah, come see us. Yeah, we actually may yeah. be going to L.A. as well and seeing one of the clubs in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's we're going to be in a lot of places. And, yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. So uh, until next time. 